welcome to One Grump or Two, a podcast where two mates chat about music, film, TV, and anything else that's tickled their fancy that week. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the German episode, because it is episode nine. Nine? Nine! <laughs> I'm sure I'll get into trouble for that one, but... Uh, my little Schmetterling. <laughs> my little Schweinhund. <laughs> uh, that's our conversational German out the window now, no doubt, apart from uh, maybe something from The Great Escape or something like that. But uh, good evening, Dan. How are you? Good luck. <laughs> yes, good luck. <laughs> uh, that was a little nerdy Great Escape reference there. Yep. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, mate. It's... Uh, Another long week, even though it's only Wednesday, um, as I say, every week. So I don't know, maybe we need fewer days in the week or I need to do less with the time I have. How could you possibly do less? <gasps> I I hit you with my velvet glove, sir. Thank you. <laughs> glove slap. <laughs> glove slap. <laughs> See you at dawn, you devil. Pistols. Pistols. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the topic for tonight? Oh, we've got a doozy tonight. Yeah. We have a great one. Um, tonight, we are doing great lyrics. Okay. Yes. We are picking great lyrics from some great songs. Okay. Okay. And these are lyrics that catch you, uh, that remain with you, that have feeling, emotion, whatever it may be, but yeah. they have stuck with you and you consider them the best of the best we're still going with the german <laughs> still going with the german yes and I, i'm at five each or five for you four for me to make nine again oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> we're going for five each and okay. uh and an honorable mention as well I, th- I think that's i think that's wise i think the thing we've we talked about this before we started recording that to be able to pick five great lyrics is such a an, an incredible task that you know these are five that came to mind not necessarily our favorite five mm. uh and obviously with everything like this is subjective so you know don't don't dear constant listener don't write to us because we didn't include um the venga bus or whatever your personal favorite is i mean that's a classic that 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 could that should be on every list at number one yeah yeah and i suppose barbie girl should be as well you know uh, 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 yeah come on barbie let's go party uh, uh, yeah, I think we might be straying into copyright territory there. I think, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, it's it's it is as you say, it is highly subjective. And mm. and as I was putting my my five together, um, it also felt it crossed slightly into your greatest songs of all time because, of course, yeah. there there yeah. is that that they are the two parts of the Venn diagram. Yep. And what comes um, in the middle is is just fantastic music. Yeah, and stuff. I think one of the things that I was really mindful to try and do because of that very thought was t- to not look at my favourite songs of all time. Same. Yeah. Same, try... although it's difficult to differentiate the two or separate oh, the totally, two, should I say. Totally, totally, yeah. Um, well, let's kick off. Should we do a um, one for you, one for me? Let's play lyrics tennis. Cue the music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Fills up to the line. Oh, it's me first. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with some lyrics from The Jam. 
Um, and it's a song called Down in the Tube Station at Midnight, which is one of their very, oh, very early hits. And it's really, it's two lines, but it it completely paints a picture for you and puts you right in that place. So the, the lyrics are, and I feel a little bit self-conscious about this because these, these lyrics are taken out of mm. uh, music, out of rhythm, out of all the things. So bear with me. Uh, they smelt of pubs and wormwood scrubs and too many right-wing meetings. <laughs> and, Sorry, and I nearly me. swore then, but that—that yeah. that is a I, I, yeah, yeah, that just, great. that's ingrained on me as well. C- close your eyes, and and you can you can immediately picture the people that the the you know the the person is being confronted with. Mm. Um, short, sweet, to the point. I just love it, and I th- and I think the jam is one that you can go back to time and time and time again. Particularly yeah. Paul Welly is is writing superb. So uh, the volley goes back to you, sire. Oh, goodness me. I brought David out again. Hello, David. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Michael Caine at some point because obviously it was his birthday yesterday. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Not a lot of people knew that. <laughs> I'm an old man and I'm a little bit out of shape. <laughs> now sit down and behave yourself. That's a, a nerdy Get Carter reference, is it? That it is. It oh, is full yeah. of them tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, full of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. <clears throat> well, as I did a bit of a David yep. impression, it was, it was, it was, it was. I'm going to go with one of the, well, one of my favorite albums of all time, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. But the opening line just stuck with me from the moment I heard it. And I absolutely love this song. It's from uh, Rock and Roll Suicide, but it's time takes a cigarette, yep. puts it in your mouth. <laughs> you pull on a finger, then another finger, then your yeah. cigarette. I don't know oh, what it is about that line, just... but it's the it's the rhythm of it. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Everything about it is just with the chords underneath it. it yeah. It's it's spectacular and what and a song. The th- thing about the... that line as well is that depending on who you are and what mood you're in. Your visuals will go so many different directions. Yeah, the, the mood I'm the mood I'm in today. Time takes a cigarette, put it in your mouth. It's it's almost like you know that you have a finite age that you will at some point, you know, it's it's going to be that's it. Yeah, yeah. It 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 to me it also is that bit of time that's putting something that's going to kill you in your mouth. Yeah, so yeah time yeah. is basically taking you away. Um. But just that song, and I don't know why that there's a lyric at the end of it as well, and it's not even really a lyric of such of, of yeah. any worth, I'd say. But the mm. way he screams, "Oh no, love, you're not alone!" <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And that's the uh, the musical ad libbing. I was I was driving before, and they played Ant Music by Adam and the Ants. Who else? Uh, and oh. the thing that, yeah, the thing that gets me about that song is the fact that somebody starts whistling at the end of it. <laughs> yeah and you're just like hey okay let's go with it then uh but yeah so bat the ball back to me then which no that's not that's not batty yeah that's whipping it back <laughs> Whoopa! um i'm gonna go for for me this was one of the ones that came up straight away without having to to think it's it's quite a long lyric but it because it has to stay in context and it's uh the foo fighters 
times like these. I, I'm a new day rising. I'm a brand new sky to hang the stars upon tonight. I'm a little divided. Should I stay or run away and leave it all behind? And I just think that is just, oh. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had times in our lives where we've thought to ourselves, can I have a new sky? Mm. Can I have a, you know, a fresh start? And should I stay or run away? And I just think that is, I think that's possibly the best lyric that Dave Grohl's written. Oh, cracker. That whole song lyrically yeah. is, is fantastic. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally right. get that one. Yeah, it's just, it's just, oh, it's just beautiful. It gives me the shivers that one. That was, sorry, that was a strange noise down the microphone. Then, ooh. <laughs> I don't know, there might be a niche audience for it out there. <laughs> and the ball comes back to you. Thanks, Pat Pong. Um, I'm going to go with a, a, a similar thread because he was the drummer for this band. Okay. Um, but Nirvana, Penny Royal T. Mm, okay. Give me a Leonard Cohen Afterworld so I can sigh eternally. <laughs> I mean, it's tongue in cheek <laughs> to a degree, but Leonard Cohen is <laughs> renowned for being one of the most depressing songsters out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, he, he's a heavy listen. Yeah. And that, that's the point of this one. This line, this lyric is, is you're going to be listening to Leonard Cohen. You are going to be sighing yeah. for eternity. But it's the whole, it, it's it's everything about the weight of it. And yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's just, it sums up a depressive state quite beautifully in, in a strange <laughs> way. I, I just love the sigh eternally. Yeah, sigh eternally. That's just... Oh, it's just like a partridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it really is a, a great lyric that, and it it sums up um, Kurt Cobain quite well as well. That that's it. Yeah, yeah. There's that, that nice it. symmetry between the lyric and Cobain, and no doubt how Cobain was feeling at that time. So, uh, and the way it's played, Penny Royalty. I mean, it's quite a. It, there's a sort of laziness, but a, a lethargic. Yeah. feel to it as it is mm-hmm. so i think it's a it's a great it's a great unity of those two yeah. so <laughs> we're we gonna goes. be firing ping pongs at each other all night <laughs> it's, um, it's volleyed back to you <laughs> this is one by the much maligned or maligned on this podcast anyway uh you two and okay. it may be fairly predictable this one but it's damn fine writing uh it's from one by you two uh you say love is a temple Love a higher law. Love is a temper. Love the higher law. You ask me to enter, but then you make me crawl. And I can't be holding on to what you got when all you got is hurt. That is like, it's just like the epitome of a fractured relationship. God, it's a shame it's in that song. (laughs) No, but it's it's that fractured relationship. Mm. It's... You know, here are here are the terms for staying within this relationship. Mm. Yeah, and you know, before and after those those lyrics, you, you you see that some kind of resolution in there. But I just think it's beautifully written, and it just again a bit like the jam one. It just conjures up this image straight away of two people in a relationship where one of them is saying, "If you want this, you have to do this for me." Yeah, God, yeah. it's it, it it is a great one. I mean. I, I'm not a fan of you two. I, mm. I won't. I won't hold back on that. But yeah. the one that got me 
and it made me listen to the lyrics more was Johnny Cash's version of it. Yeah, yeah. Which the, a man in his position at that time of life, and, yeah. and it really, yeah, has has give it more gravitas, I would say, rather mm. than yeah. Bono. I think I think there's um, or Bonio as his dog calls him. Um, I think there's more. <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> there's there's something about the way Johnny Cash delivers songs like that. You know, the, the same with Hurt. You know, Hurt. Hurt doesn't sound like that in its original form. Mm. Cash, Cash changed it completely. Completely. I think, I think the same with that. You know, you either like or dislike. Bono's very marmite with his delivery, whereas somebody with Johnny Cash, he's got a. Yeah, I, th- I think you said it before. There's, there's something about his uh, his his way. You know, maybe yeah. it's his dynasty, whatever it is that he carries with him. So uh, it, it, there is there is something to be said about that. I've just finished reading a really good book, and it was saying that. Um, music snobs for want of a better phrase like ourselves <laughs> will put weight and importance to uh, the musical output of an artist based on who that artist is so yeah, if yeah, you say yeah. oh it's it's such and such so let's just mm. say Foo Fighters and you will immediately go yeah. okay it's going to be quality music totally. but if you listen to something else and it is a great song but it's by yeah. a certain artist that you think like Blink 182 I'm not saying mm-hmm. they're not great yeah, 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 just yeah. using it as a comparative yeah is that you will put less emphasis and gravitas on the output of them because you've made an assumption based on the band so it's a yeah. bit like me putting just saying there oh johnny cash does it better because there is a yeah, gravitas yeah. to his work and to- totally and, um, totally. and and not in you too yeah. and, and i think sometimes that the, the opposite of that is true you'll hear that an artist is releasing something you think well they're, they're crap mm. I won't bother with it. And you can actually mess a really good song, you know, because I'm guilty of that. Totally. A lot of, of a lot of artists now are, are taking quite significant turns in their, their style. Look at the Arctic Monkeys over the past oh, five years. Brilliant. Yeah. They they've they are not the 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 I don't know, pseudo punk band they started off as. Mm. You know, they're 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 pretty much a Vegas act now. Oh, it's, their uh, latest album was my, one of my one of my top five of last year it yeah. it was I've, I've got it on vinyl next to me because yeah. it's just it's so different it's it's brilliant it's like french lounge music mm. and it, done in a in a grotty way it's fantastic yeah, yeah. a little bit too sleazy hello love it. <laughs> love it nine we'll have none of that um here it comes oh, oh look i've caught it <laughs> oh, very good I'm, I'm going to, um, yeah, lead on from one of the artists you've mentioned there in a roundabout okay. kind of way. Yeah. Hurt. Oh. By Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> but the Johnny Cash version is is the link there. Yeah. Because yeah. this line... <laughs> In our, it, you can take, you can interpret it in different ways in each song. Mm-hmm. And this is it. And you can have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make you hurt. Immense. It's just nihilism it <laughs> is. in but, lyrical form. It's it's so weighted. Yeah. As, but, as, it's, just, it's just great though. Yeah. It, it like you say, with the Nine Inch Nails version, it's full of spite and venom and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just nihilistic interpretation. With the Johnny yeah. Cash one, is 
going back to what I was saying before, the the, yeah. the gravitas and, mm. and the history, yeah, it gives it a different turn. I, I feel it's um, yeah, yeah. It's a man at the end of his life. He's got nothing there, and th- yeah, there's a completely different meaning and a, a, an interpretation to it. Again, it's an artist and 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 the way they present it, which is what's so fantastic about yeah. a line like that in a different interpretation of a song. I always took Johnny Cash's version. Nine Inch Nails was the spiteful version, the angry. Mm. And I always took Johnny Cash as the guy that was looking back going, I'm a complete failure. I'm not a nice person. I will hurt you. You've just summed up what I was trying to say, so thank you. Yeah, You're it's, welcome. It, it's, exactly, it's exactly that. <laughs> you make words I make better. <laughs> Uh, pity your grammar's crap though but there you go what is grammar grammar <laughs> he's gonna is tend to yoda in a minute is, <laughs> is she married that, to grandpa <laughs> that was the um really pathetic yoda joke i heard today oh, what did no. what did yoda say when he saw himself in 4k i do not know hdmi oh Oh, God, I think we just lost a listener or a few there. <laughs> quickly, quickly, before he does okay. it again. <coughs> okay, uh, mine is possibly the shortest lyric I could I could come up with. Um, it it doesn't read too well, but it sounds great in the middle of the song. Um, and the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, God, I really get that. I really love that. Uh, it's by Blair. And it's coffee and TV. And the, okay. the, the line is, do you feel like a chain store practically flawed? I'm like, that's just genius. That's I'm glad that's genius. in there because it's such a dog. Oh, oh, well done. God. Yeah, I'm that, glad you've added that one. That is just, I, I just love that. I just love to play on, play on the word flawed. Yeah. That just, that just flaws me. Uh, sorry, I had to do that. Um, it's just an amazing lyric. It's a great song. And I just think it's it's fantastic that in such a light feeling pop song, you've got that line that says, "You fall to pieces, mate. Are you, are you really insecure? Are, are, are you like crap at life?" But it says it in such a such a way, and you're thinking that's just genius. Damon Arburn, it, take a bow for that one. It wasn't him. Who wrote it? Graham Coxon. Jesus, there you go. Well, Graham Coxon, slap Damon and take his place and take a bow. <laughs> I think after that album, he left Blur. But yeah, he most probably did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did on Think Tank. He walked yeah. out. Okay, I well, digress. Uh, I think we're coming up to uh, number five for you now, aren't we? No, I've got two more to go. You've got, oh, you're going, yeah, I see you're jumping around in order again, aren't you? I am. Yeah, okay, here we go. Right. My next two are freaking depressing. Um, well, no, they're not actually. This next one is from just one of the best songs I've seen performed live. And the live version on every live album they've done it on is just better than the recorded version. And that's Black by Pearl yeah. Jam. What a song. I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be a star in somebody else's sky. But why, why, why can't it be? Oh, can't it be mine? God. Oh, 
God. Damn, that is fantastic. Ah, the way it's sung as well, oh, and yeah. at the ending of that song, the pleading and the heartbreak. Oh, yeah, just, just, it, you listen to it and it rips your heart out. Yeah, and it, that just... is a sentiment that I, I would imagine a, a large number of people have felt at some point. Um, yeah. I, I would say probably to a lot of teenage boys around the grunge era. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't it be in my sky? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm in love. I think <laughs> I am. She looked at me, but now she's gone to somebody else's sky. I'm going to play you this song because it's how I feel. Yeah, I've written you a song. I've got no strings on my guitar, but I've written you a song. Oh, yep, been that. Yep, that for yep. me. I. Yeah, that is just a, a fantastic song. Fantastic vocal performance as well. Oh, gosh, is it ever. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, it's just so, it's, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I, beautiful. Would, I would agree with you. Right, well, I really dug deep for this one. Um, oh, does he? Thanks for the memo. Ba-dum-bum. Bum. Hey! <laughs> Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer, for only love can conquer hate. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. I just thought that was quite topical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, I really get it. It's a bit happy, I know. But I just really, really, really like it. And it's funny you say it, it's topical because of the the environment and temper of the time it was written and about what yeah. it was written. It, yeah. we, we seem to be there again. Yes. Well, everything's cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. Un, un, unfortunately, yeah. we do not learn. Yeah. That is one of the uh, biggest problems with the human race. We don't learn. We continue to repeat things, expecting a different outcome. Yeah. 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 Fair sound of matters. Yes. Yes, very well put. There you go. Catch that one. Thank you. Oh, look, I've, I've, I've oh again, you're it. such a, you're such a good. I don't know. Right for my final one, I am going with the beautiful song from Nick Cave, "Into My Arms." Oh, very nice. The whole song is is fantastic lyrically. I mm-hmm. mean, Nick Cave's lyrics are something else um yeah i think he's a modern poet really yeah i don't believe in an interventionist god but i know darling that you do but if i did i would need out kneel down and ask him not to intervene when it came to you oh that's such a good line oh is it it's just fantastic (sighs) it really is isn't it what an opening to a song him and the piano yeah. I don't believe in an interventionist God. But yeah, the the power of that. I mean, that <laughs> there is the the atheist element of which he is mm. very devout atheist. Um, but the power devout, to say, can you be a devout atheist? I was just thinking that as I said it. Yes, you can. Is, isn't that like somebody, somebody saying you're very unique? Well, no, you're either unique or you're not, and you can't be very unique. Or a meat eating vegan. Yeah. <laughs> what, do, we've you, lost do you mean there was bacon in there? Well, oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it 
I just think it's so powerful that you know, for someone that doesn't believe in God, he would he would quite happily yeah. say, you know, don't do it. I I want this person. I want yeah. to be with this person. What I like about this song is that he sets himself up because he opens so strong with it. The rest of the song is either going to be it's going to be crash and burn, or he's going to keep going at that quality. And he's one of the few artists with those lyrics who can keep it going at that quality. Because mm. a lot of people would have, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a lot of people might have finished early and use their best work um, in the first couple of lines. I I'm, do apologize. I couldn't think of another way of putting that. Well, I could, but it was totally inappropriate. Um, but he manages to maintain that that quality all the way through there. So, yeah, I, uh, I think Nick Cave gets the, uh, gets the big nod. I've pulled myself together. I, I agree. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, I'll do my honourable mention it was it's funny that you mentioned Leonard Cohen because my honorable mention is Leonard Cohen and it's one of the few songs and I'm sure you'll correct me but I think it's one of the only songs that tells you how to play it as you're ah, you yes, listening to it yes it does yeah 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 um oh, and no, that's hallelujah um it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major lift mm. <sighs> I just love that I, I, it's basically this is how you play the song and I yeah. know up up until his death, he hadn't finished writing Hallelujah. He was still 250 verses in or some crazy oh, number it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a great song. It's been murdered by countless, countless artists, including Lenny Cohen himself. I did not like his version of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you that the good ones, which is just what I think everyone thinks, is yeah. um, Rufus Wainwright. Yep. I'll for the Shrek that. film. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff, Jeff Buckley. Buckley. Yeah, Jeff Buckley. <laughs> that's, that's the de facto definitive. Uh, yeah. The real one. Yeah. And he, he he changed the verses around. He put um, a, a verse that Leonard Cohen had removed. He put it back in. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shows how how you can mess around with a song oh, totally. to such an extent because totally. the original writer had written so much for oh, it. Oh, seriously, I, I remember listening to a documentary about him. I think it was just after he passed. Um, and that they spent a long a lot of time on uh, So Long, Marianne, one of his earlier songs, mm. uh, which yeah. has got some really good lyrics in it as well. And then they got to Alleluia and they said that he was, until the time of his death, he was still writing that song. Goodness me! Yeah, uh, and he was—he he would welcome people to write verses for it, you know, and send them into him. It is, it is, you know. But that's—he—he he was an artist. He wasn't—he was, he was a lyricist. He certainly wasn't a singer. Oh, no, he's up there with Dylan on delivery, you know. But he—he uh, was a—he was a, a proper lyricist, a poet. So we'll give him that one. I've just got Bob Dylan singing Hallelujah in my head. It's more like Cartman. I was going to say, when did uh, Bob Dylan turn into Cartman? Excuse me, yes, I'm going home, blowing in the wind. See you later, suckers. Um, so what's your honourable mention? My honourable mention uh, is the song that actually started this this week's um, concept, which 
came on um, a Spotify list this week I was listening to, and it's the Beautiful South song for whoever. Nice song. Because to many, that the lyrics of this are considered some of the best of all time. Yeah. But the song just starts brilliantly. I love you from the bottom of my pencil case. <laughs> I love you in the songs I write and sing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Pop- that I love you from the bottom of my pencil case. It's yeah. just it's just something about that. It's just yeah. beautiful and brilliant. Paul Heaton is very very clever with his lyrics. Very yeah. clever. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. That's a nice one that. So that's and I just love the way through the song. He just then reels off loads of women's names because he can't remember it. Well, that's maybe how uh, how much he loved women while he was at school or, or whatever age they were. So that, that's our that's our ten. That's not our necessarily our favourite ten. Um, I suspect we will be revisiting this, and my hope is that we will do an episode on worst lyrics. Oh gosh, yes, because that is one of my bugbears in life that we uh as as listeners as consumers of the artist product we are delivered some right tripe sometimes so uh, i i will i would hope that we will uh delve into the the works of katie malua for a starter um is it about her transportation around beijing oh yes oh yes and how many of them are and it's a fact. Dear God, woman, retire. Also, it, it, it's who wrote that with her. Ah. Yes. Who was it? It's the man who gave us Remember You're a Womble. Oh, Mike Bat. Yes. <sighs> well, there you go. Maybe, maybe we... for you there, poor pickers. Maybe we should um, reserve Mr. Bat's punishment until we do the episode on worst lyrics ever. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of people who are going to get mentioned when we do that. Yep. Yep. Cool. Okay. We'll take a short break now and come back with some uh, TV, movie, and other guffins. Bye. Toodles. Toodles. The One Grump or Two podcast would like to thank you for listening. That was part one, where two grumps talk about some music. This is part two, where two grumps are going to talk about some film, TV, and some other things. So relax, sit back, and enjoy. So welcome back, and now I'm going to pass the baton to Mr. Phil to run through what he's been Teleboxing this week. Teleboxing, yeah. Um, so we're going to start off with a film which I went to with incredibly low expectations, um, given it was directed by Elizabeth Banks, whose last film I think was Charlie's Angels, which was oh, so bad. It was awful. I actually turned it off after about 25 minutes. Went back yeah. a couple of days later, managed, managed another 15 minutes. Then uh, it was just a nightmare of a film. So this is Cocaine Bear, um, allegedly based on a real story, you know, true events. Um, I approached it with, you know, can't be any good, really. A bit like we said about, you know, artists before. It won't be a good song because I don't like the artist, but this was really good fun. 
Um, if you if you take it with a pinch of salt, suspend belief for an hour and a half, sit back, let yourself be entertained. Um, it is some of the violence is a little bit grisly at times. See what I did there? I see Bear. what you did there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll just let that move gloss along. over. Um, yeah, there is there is some quite strong violence in there, obviously bear attacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's funny. Um, it's it's got some. I, I can only assume this was done deliberately. But the first two characters you meet, and this is totally spoiler free, so don't worry. The first two characters you meet are Scandinavian um, backpackers called Olaf and Elsa. <laughs> Fantastic! Now, there's got to be there's got to be something in that. There's there's got to be. Um, but I just love that the, the bear isn't the best CGI in the world. It's not the worst. It's not down there with Marvel. It's not that bad. Um, but it's just fun. You know, it's, it's seeing a bear, obviously, you know, after consuming large quantities of the marching powder, um, there is one bit which blink and you'll miss it, which is well worth mentioning. A character, so no spoiler, is attacked by the bear, okay, um, after having uh, copious amounts of cocaine spilt over him or her, and the bear attacks them. And the leg is severed. Now, the leg lands on the floor. Like the rest of the body, the leg is covered in cocaine. The bear gets the leg and does a line off the calf. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the mentality you're looking at with this film. Um, It was Ray Liotta's last work. Oh, gosh, is he in it? He is, yeah. I thought the... Um, Blackbird on Apple TV. Yeah, I thought that was his last work. Yeah, I think Blackbird was his last TV work and Cocaine Bear was his last film work. Right. Yeah. Um, he's just a, another version of Henry Hill in this. You know, he's it's a dialed-in performance. It's mostly 40 grand for him. Uh, but it's, it's a good, fun film. It's not a family film. It's certainly a, a grown-up film. Park... Park your disbelief. Just go in and enjoy it. Take it for what it is. Okay. Well, the internet has been championing for Cocaine Shark. Oh, they, they will be. As they the will be going. It's, it's like Sharknado. There's, a petition. There's yeah, yeah. a petition for it, and yeah. I think I think the studios come out and said, "Yeah." Or Elizabeth Banks come out and said, "Yeah." Yeah. Though, how are you going to get cocaine into a shark? He. Bites the boat, and the boat was oh, importing God. some cocaine. It's and getting a bit anorexic, it. that isn't it? Uh, well, this thin, is Hollywood. Yeah, it's like snakes on a plane. Yeah, that was written by you know internet submissions. Um, next one is Guy Ritchie's new film uh, called Operation Fortune. I can't even pronounce the. The second bit of it, I do apologize, like Rue de Guerre. Um, it's a spy thriller stroke, have a bit of comedy in there. Right. Jason Statham, of course. Um, Audrey Plaza. Okay. Yeah. Um, Carrie, I forgot his name, the guy out of The Princess Bride. He was in Saw as well. You'll know him when you see him. But, the Who's best. also in um, Stranger Things? No, 
No, not that one. No, no. okay. I, I think of it. Uh, Josh Hartnett is in it as well. Oh, gosh. And the best, the creme de la creme, Hugh Grant. Oh, is he back? He is doing a... He is effectively doing the same character he did in The Gentleman. Oh, brilliant. He was but, superb in The but Gentleman. But as a arms dealer billionaire. Oh, my God. He is... It's just exactly the same as what he did in The Gentleman. He is brilliant. He steals every single scene he's in. Um, the film, is, film itself is great fun. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a spy romp by Richie, so there's lots of like witty dialogue thrown mm. in there, lots of sarcasm. Um, but Hugh Grant just destroys everybody. He just walks away with the film. Sets itself up. Hugh yeah. yeah, it sets it set itself up for a sequel. Audrey Plaza holds her own really, really well. I, I think she's a great actress. Yeah, yeah. Statham's there just to beat the crap out of people. Um, the, but I think this is his fifth or sixth film with Guy Ritchie. So, you know, there's, there's obviously some kind of kinship there. Which, which oh, well, of course, because, yeah. I mean, who took the jam out of your donut? donut you did, yeah. Tommy. You took the jam out of my donut. <laughs> it's like when he's got the gun. What's the gun for? Protection. Protection from what? It's the Germans. <laughs> hey. The German oh, episode. So I would, I would really recommend Operation Fortune. So it's just great fun all the way through. But just for Hugh Grant, I, I, what I'd like somebody to do, some clever sod on the internet, is take all of the scenes out of The Gentleman. And all the scenes out of Operation Fortune, which is Hugh Grant talking, and make a twenty-minute montage because it would be so entertaining. So, uh, did you um, did you see him on the red carpet at the Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about somebody who was contractually obliged to be there. <laughs> contractually obliged and really yeah. didn't want to be there. The thing is, though, that it must be. It must be so weird being famous in the first instance. You must. You, you're in a different different orbit mm-hmm. uh, but then to have somebody come up and ask you such banal questions no wonder people turn around every now and again you, you pardon okay, <laughs> so, every, every, since then the internet has been playing that alongside the um one way cure uh, the cure being inducted into oh, the right, hall yeah. of fame <laughs> are you excited <laughs> not as much as you <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> That is a great one, that. That's just so Robert Smith, that, isn't it? That's really good. Yeah. Um, The final film for this week is one which, in my opinion, won a few too many Oscars this week. Uh, And that's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Or as I call it, you can't please everyone all of the time. Um, (laughs) Right. It's not a bad film. It's not a good film. Okay. When you watch it, the imagery, some of the imagery in there is fantastic. It's very, you know, it, it's it's not unique. It's new. Okay. So some of the things you'll see there, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that looks good. Until you start to see the varnish coming off a little bit and you realize it's just the Matrix. Oh. Yeah, the the multiverse thing is obviously taken from Marvel mm. and wherever Marvel stole it from. But this idea that as they progress through their adventures through the these multiple ver- universes, if they need skills, they have to do something, whether it be 
uh, suck their thumb or tell somebody to love them, but they download or access the version of themselves in another universe that has the skill set they need for that time. So it's similar to the the Matrix where they they plug in and download. I was going to say that that that's the Matrix. Also, they, yeah. have they just created a video game for the big screen? I don't know. It, it's it. it, that, it, uh, it yeah, it, I, when I sat there and watched it, I was thinking, oh, wow, that's, that's that's like really exciting what they're doing there. The imagery that they're putting out there, you know, the the fight scenes are really, really good. The the unexpected changes in, in people's appearance or the, the environment's appearance is really good. But then it got to the point where somebody said, I need to be able to fight or you need to access this. And that was, it's just the Matrix. Hmm. Um, seven Oscars, think- no. And doesn't something like that date quite quickly? Because that was the problem with the Matrix. Is it, it the bullet time, etc.? It, it then got parodied and yeah, regurgitated. And, and this will, this will, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because it's been so successful at the Oscars, that's it. That's going to accelerate how quickly people mm. do parody it. Um, it won't be long before you get one of those, um, like the scary movie, The Wayans Brothers they'll be doing some kind of version of it, you know, because um, because there are certain parts of it, which were, which are very easy to replicate and very easy to, to parody. Um, definitely not a bad film, but definitely not the best picture of the year by a long shot. Um, I'll finish off now with a spoiler free. Cause I don't know if you've watched it. And if I you haven't. haven't watched it, you haven't. Okay. Haven't. The final episode of the last of us, um, I think la, 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 it's okay. La, I'm not, I'm not gonna, not, not gonna spoil anything. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I think the thing for me is like many, 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 many people around the world. We're all in mourning that the um series is finished. That it's more than probably going to be a couple of years before we get anything else new. Um, but we're all very, very glad that we had that experience of watching something which maintained its quality from beginning to end. And the final episode, it's I think it's the shortest episode of the series. I think it only rocks in about 43, 44 minutes. So it is quite short. But there's lots of significant character development in there. Um, and there's, there's one scene in there. Wow. <laughs> no spoilers. When you get to that scene, you'll know what it is. And you'll sit with your jaw on the floor going, oh, Christ. And you'll get to the end of the show and you'll go, I can breathe now. Um, but it's over. So How long is it, did you say, the episode? About 43 minutes. Okay. I'm yeah. squeeze that in after this. That's what she said. My <laughs> 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 God, you're an old Jimmy Savile then. Careful. <laughs> Oh dear, poor poor Daniel's broken. So yeah, so um, I think for for the next week, I, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be watching. I think I might give my eyes a little bit of a rest. It's uh, there's been a lot of um, goggle box watching. Well, not goggle box. Jesus, I don't watch that. Lots of films and TV consumed. So uh, we'll we'll see where we get up to with that. Yeah, well, I've got some time this weekend, so I might actually catch up on the long list of films 
yeah. that I have to watch, and, yeah, and a I few that, that you've mentioned that I've now added. I, I yeah. love the sound of the Guy Ritchie one. Yeah, yeah, he's um, got another one coming out fairly soon as well called the Covenant. Yes, these are on that. Prime, aren't they? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if he's got a license with them. Uh, uh, exclusivity. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, I think everybody's making these big deals, aren't they? You know, Finch mm. has got one with um, Netflix. So, Dan, do you want to take us home? I'd very much like to do that. Fantastic. So, once again, I would like to say thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We've been on a journey, a lyrical journey. Oh, dear. And Phil has enlightened us into what we should be watching for the week ahead. As always, Alvidzen, Guten Tag, Good Nacht. And don't let the big butts bite. <laughs> Good night, dear listener. This has been a One Grum Poor Two podcast production. Thanks for listening.